Good afternoon, Regeneration. Can we all stand? Amen. It's great to see y'all today. Welcome, our online family. We're glad that you have chosen to be with us today. You have ended your search for the greatest church, for the greatest pastor and his wife. You have ended your search. You know, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. And I am thankful that our pastor casts such a clear vision that none of us are going to perish. Amen? Amen. So you got to get it in your spirit. If you can get it in your spirit, you can hold it in your hand. Do that with me today. Get it in my spirit. I can hold it in my hand. I want to see y'all do that. If I can get it in my spirit, I can hold it in my hand. If I can get it in my spirit... I can hold it in my hand. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Can we give the Lord the biggest hand clap of the day? Father, we ask that you would anoint this service as only you can do, oh Lord. Lord, we ask that you would anoint Jasmine, anoint her team, anoint the pastors of this church, and Lord, we welcome you in today. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Living in the overflow, covered by your love, living with the Holy Ghost. You're more than enough, walking in your freedom now. Covered by your grace, witnessing your peace.
Your good 
Can we say amen and amen to that? He's a good God, isn't he? He's a great God. Well, this is the first Sunday, and here at Regeneration, we celebrate communion. So you should have received elements as you come in today. And so if you just remain standing, we're going to take this together. You that's online, we hope maybe you can get a cracker. You can get something and join us as well in this. You know, uh... June has become quite an interesting month culturally. But you know what is interesting? I was reading just the other day, 1607, three ships landed in Chesapeake Bay in what, has be what became the state of Virginia. And a colony by the name of Jamestown was formed in June 1607, Reverend Robert Hunt led that little group of people in the first communion in what is British was then British America. So the first thing that they did was take communion together. So I want to declare today we're redeeming June. I'll say we're redeeming June. Would you join? Come on. We're redeeming June. That is over 400 years ago. And we're declaring today that he is still Lord. And this country belongs to him. Amen and amen. Just real quickly, get your element out, get the bread out. Pastor Candy yesterday, give us a word about a spirit of poverty trying to come on people. How many remembers that? If you were there yesterday, powerful. And I got to thinking, the very first time that the Hebrews celebrated what we call communion, they called Passover, they had been in bondage 430 years. But God remembered a promise, as though God could ever forget, but God remembered a promise to Abraham and said, I know and I've heard their cry. So he declared, I'm going to bring them out, and I'm going to free them spiritually. How many is ready to be freed spiritually? Freed physically? How many knows they were released from their bondage physically? And I'm declaring that right now. Physical ailments released and delivered from them. And the third thing was he delivered them financially. I said he delivered them financially. So today we're celebrating this and we're saying, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we're delivered spirit. We're delivered body. We're delivered financially in every way. And so, Lord, this is your body that we're partaking of. And we receive those promises that are forever settled in heaven and in earth. And in Jesus' name, we receive the bread of your body. Receive that. Somebody right now just ought to thank the Lord for healing. Come on, right now. You up there uh, in the mezzanine all across this room right now, all the way from the ceiling to the floor, from wall to wall. Lord, we declare 
We declare your promises and we receive them through your body. Now, if you will, open the cup. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus said, this is my blood. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. So we declare right now that we overcome everything in June. We overcome everything this year. And we declare it unto the Lord. Now receive that cup in Jesus' name. Come on. One more time. Can we lift our voice and thank him together? Come on. Thank him together. You up there, down here, over there. Come on. Begin to declare. We declare Lord is faithful to perform his word on our behalf. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The presence of God is here today. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I, uh, man, I love that song that we sing, and it says, we pour, we pour out our best for you. And I feel like God is saying in this hour, I'm pouring out my, my best for you. I went to prayer the other day, and, you know, the Bible says, declare those things that are not as though they were. And so I just got in prayer, and I just began to declare things. I just, you know, just began to go to the Lord and say, you know, I declare this, and I declare that, and I thank you for this, and I thank you for that, thanking that him as though those things were, were already done. And, and I felt the Lord settle down in that place, and he just began to speak to me. And he said, our best days are ahead of us. The Lord says that there are fields and vineyards being planted, houses being built, and storehouses being built right now for your use. You don't need a storehouse unless God has something to fill it with. And, as, and he said, the men building them think they are for them, but God says they are for you. He has put your name on them. I could see men, it's like I could see men b digging ditches, and they were routing streams of income to themselves. These are, were men who are skilled in, in money and finances, and God says that he is causing them to dig them to you, that they think they're digging them to themselves, but God says he ca he's causing them to flow to you. And it has been like Abraham and Lot. Lot chose the best land for himself, and Abraham got the lesser. Many men have gone before you and taken the best. But God is causing a supernatural switch. And the best will be yours, and they will work in the desert land under the heat of the sun. God will cause many men and women to be your laborers. Uh, God in his word says to be anxious for nothing. Though there are many things we could give our minds over to be anxious about. There are things that would keep our minds running all night if we would let them. God is going to cause those things to cease to be a worry in an instant. He will provide for them. Don't be anxious. Don't let your mind worry about them. Give thanks to the Lord for his provision. 
I could see a stream of water flowing down a channel. And in a moment, I could see that God opened another channel and caused that stream to change direction. It was just such a, such a quick thing that the Lord did. And I felt the Lord say, many of God's people are going in one direction in life and doing this work or that work. And it's like, you know, your families have labeled you one thing or the world has labeled you this. But God says, it's not what I've created you for. In a moment, you will change direction and find your hand doing a another work with expertise and ease. It is what God has formed you for. I could see God's storehouse opening up. There are many gifts and skills opening, uh, coming down from his storehouse that will settle on his people. Exodus chapter 36 says, Bezalel and Aholiab and all the skilled people are to work based on everything the Lord has commanded. The Lord has given them wisdom and understanding to know how to do all the work of constructing the sanctuary. So Moses summoned Bezalel, Aholiab, and every skilled person and whose heart the Lord had placed wisdom. Everyone whose heart moved him to come to the work and do it. And I felt like the Lord, God started saying, he said, I'm going to make it like the days of Bezalel and the spirit of wisdom will settle upon you. You will find yourselves doing that that you have never done before. In a moment, God is changing the direction of your life to fulfill what he has created you for. You will work with such skill and understanding that men will stand amazed. The men of the world will look on with confusion because they cannot understand it and they could not foretell it because God is doing this thing. I also felt like there's been a lot of the word of the Lord go forth about bringing in, bringing in the prodigal, bringing in the lost men and women that you are covering in prayer. And, and yes, God is doing this, but many of them are, are, are men and women who are hardened to sin. They want nothing to do with the Lord, but yet God is going to bring them into the flock. And I felt like the Lord is saying, if I'm going to do that for the unbeliever, God will do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could think or ask for the sheep that are already in his flock. Amen. You got to declare and decree that your best days are ahead of you. Come into alignment with the word of the Lord. Just begin to declare it in your prayer time and watch what God will do in your life. Amen. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving today. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. How's everybody doing? Well, if no one's told you they love you today, 
I love you. I'm glad you're here. It's an honor to worship with you. Uh, it's just a, a great day for the uh, people of God. I've got something so fun I just want to start off with, okay? Just humor me. Where is Cody Rothwell? Come here, Cody. This is our, our general contractor for our new building. And uh, he's got something great that he wants to show you. He's also our son in the Lord, C Cody Rothwell. What you got, Cody? Well, behalf on myself, my staff, and Landon Bradley, we'd like to present the church with a building permit. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yeah, come on, somebody shout, yeah. Isn't that awesome? We just wanted to share the good news with you. God is so good. God is so good. And we want to thank the city of Goodlitzville for all that they did to, uh, to help us and to expedite all of that. And uh, Cody, and it's just wonderful to have uh, people in the house of the Lord that have the wisdom to build in this new building. So we're excited. Thank you so much, Cody Rothwell. So I met some people today, and I'm, I'm so excited. I want to uh, introduce uh, them to you. First of all, um, I want to wait. What did I? North Carolina. North Carolina. Stand up, North Carolina, and let us welcome you. Aren't you glad North Carolina's here? Oh, over here too. Yes. That's right. Amen. Honored to have you. Okay, and Ontario, Canada. Stand up, Ontario. These are precious people. Uh, from Canada, and they said that they've been watching us. Was it through COVID? Th through lockdown. And they found us online, and so uh, they've been a, a part of our church family all the way from Ontario. So we're honored to have you. Thank you so much for being here. So do I have any other out-of-town out guests? Yes, please. Georgia, stand up, Georgia. Let us welcome Georgia. Amen. Glad to have you. Anybody else? Houston, Texas. Stand up, Texas. Let us welcome you. Glad to have you here in Nashville. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. Missouri. Stand up, Missouri. Glad to have you. Any, any other? Yes, ma'am. Florida. Stand up, Florida. Glad to have you. Welcome to Nashville. Anybody else? Arkansas. Stand up, Arkansas. Let us welcome you. Glad to have you here. Anybody else? Anybody that I'm missing? Huh? Sorry? Yes. California. Stand up, California. Glad to have you in Nashville, Tennessee. Amen. Did I miss anybody? All right. Well, I want to invite you to dinner. Every Wednesday night in the month of June, we are having our community night. We would love for you to come absolutely free of charge. Just come have dinner with uh, Pastor Kent and I and our pastoral staff. All I need to know is that you're coming. So if you'll go to regenerationnashville.org and sign up and let us know that you're coming so we'll have lots of cake. So we want you to be there and uh, come and have dinner with us and let us get to know you. Also, I want to uh, let you know that next, is that next Sunday, the 11th? June the 11th. Wow. Do you think this, this year is flying by? I don't know. Wow. That surprised me. Okay, so next Sunday, June the 11th, we're having our Renew class. 
And if you are wanting to be a member of Regeneration Nashville, we would love, we would be so honored for you to be a part of this church. We have a Renew class, which will give you the foundation of what we believe. So come and find out. It's very important. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So come and find out what your church believes and then join us for our Renew class. Also, I want to make known to you, um, if, you're, if you're an online member or would like to be an online member, all you have to do is sign up for the class. We will send you a link, and then you can, you can watch the class online, take the class online. And it's going to be a great time. So you don't want to miss that. Renew. What, what time does that start? What? 1.30. Okay, at 1.30 right here in the choir room, I believe, in the choir room. And so come to the Renew class and, uh, and be a member of Regeneration Nashville. Also, I want to tell you that I'm, I'm very excited about this. We have Vacation Bible School this year. And I'm telling you, we are ready for your young people to train them uh, in the army of the Lord. It is absolutely free. As a matter of fact, we had one uh, wonderful donor that stepped up, very generous, and paid for all of the children to be uh, a part of BBS. I think that's generous. Do you? So come and bring your uh, little one. And is there a sign-up for that? Yeah, if you'll go online and sign up uh, for your little ones to come to Vacation Bible School, that is June the 9th through the 11th. Also, our kids are going to the ramp. You don't want to miss that. That is July the 27th through the 30th. Go online and sign up for that. So I'm hurrying because I got something really cool I want to show you. I want to tell you. But uh, Elijah Co. is August the 10th through the 12th. Brother Dutch Sheets, Brother Tim Sheets, um, uh, Apostle Jane Hammond. Uh, Brother Greg Hood. So it'll be a wonderful time. I want you to come stay with us on the grounds there at the Sheridan Music City. It's going to be a great time. So I want to tell you about our prayer meeting yesterday. We had a powerful, powerful prayer meeting. But I want to just share with you what you don't know. So um, Saturday morning, the Lord woke me up at about 3 a.m. And I had, I had been dreaming about the glory of the Lord, about God's glory. And so uh, it, it was such a real dream, vision, that I woke up and walked through, through the house saying, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. And that, that's all I had was just the glory of the Lord. So I went on back to bed. Well, yesterday... We were in prayer meeting, and I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord was powerful in our prayer meeting. But about um, 45 minutes into it, I just felt the Holy Ghost prompt me. And I got up, and I said, it's time to press in. Do you remember this? And I said, um, I, I feel the Holy Ghost saying, is, we just need to stand up and press in. Well, I didn't know what we were pressing in for. I didn't, I didn't know what we were entering into. I just knew that the Lord said, let's press in. So the people of God stood and just started praying in the Holy Ghost and pressing in. And someone took a picture of us during that time. And do you have that picture for me up here? The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. People, we have broken in to the glory of the Lord. For this church and for this nation, we've broken in to the glory. Do you see that? 
Isn't God good? The manifestation of the power and the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. I'm just so I'm I'm just so excited and so thankful for what God is doing in our body. And as as I walked out of the room yesterday, we we had fellowshiped a little while and we walked out. And uh, this brother showed me this picture. He said, I took a picture of us when we pressed in. And he said, I saw a mist, and I didn't know if I could get it on camera. But he said, I see this mist. And he said, now look, it's gone. It's not there. We were fellowshipping and had already lifted the glory of the Lord. And I believe that we're going to see that more and more. Do you? Do you know? Hello, Christopher Phillips. Glad to have you here today. Very honored. Do you know I need thee? I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Would you sing it with me, church? stand and tell the Lord I need you. Oh, 
God, I know that this house is a God portal to the nations. And we're asking you today to fill on a permanent basis this God portal, this receptacle with the glory, with the glory of God. That, Lord, as all nations will go up into Jerusalem one day to worship you, so, God, let the nations begin to come to this house for deliverance, for freedom, for healing. God, that you would begin to release new favor and new gifts, new graces in this building in the name of the Lord. That you will open the windows of heaven that, that the graces of God will begin to be poured out. Let us begin to move in dimensions that we have never moved in before in our lives. Let us have a glimpse of that which is possible. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God bless you. You could be seated. I walked into the, to the green room, and Jasmine looked at me. She said, oh, my, are you wearing that shirt today? I have a rainbow collar on. I said, well, yeah, I am. I've had this shirt for a few years. She said, well, you know, this is Gay Pride Month. And, of course, the rainbow is the symbol of that. And so um, I feel like that we should be, as a church, afforded the same rights as the liberals. And they are very vocal about their, their opinions. The problem is that has intimidated God's people. And so today, I want to say that I am celebrating one of the first covenants that God ever made with mankind. The rainbow, which the Lord said it is a sign of mercy and it is a sign of covenant with a righteous man. And so let me go on record by saying that the gay community, which there are wonderful people in that community, we will never be a church that denigrates the homosexuals. 
we will be a church that will tell them that there is hope and a better life. But I will say this, they stole two things from us. First, they stole the word gay. When I was a boy, gay meant you were happy. The second thing they stole was the rainbow. Because the rainbow was not initially about gay pride. It was about a covenant between the almighty creator who said, I will never again destroy the earth by water. And so I am proud today, hallelujah, to celebrate the rainbow that we are celebrating God pride. Well, on that note, we have shifted over into another vein. There's something going on in the spirit realm within the earth, and God is doing some amazing things. But God is a God that... With him, he says that there is nothing new under the sun. Now, God can use new methods, but the principles of God never change. And he uses patterns. And there, the word of the Lord, when you begin to study the word of the Lord, is full of subtle patterns, patterns that God uses. And he will repeat those patterns down through time to bring the church back into the fullness, or he will use them to teach us that when it looks like it's his darkest moment is when God does his greatest work. So I want to I talk a little bit about two men that, are, that God's been stealing, stirring in my spirit. One is Elijah and one is Stephen in the New Testament. If we were honest, we would say in the natural, it looks like we are in the darkest season that most of us have ever seen in our entire life. The debacle that our nation is in, the freedoms that have been denied, the ridiculous change and trends that have come on us happened so quickly. Within three years, the world has been radically changed. But it did not happen overnight. It happened because there was subtle planning that had been put in effect. And one day they just brought it to the open and it began to change the world. If the enemy can move that quickly and change the world, do you not think that God can move that quickly because he is a God of speed? If you can wake up one month and find out the earth has been shut down by a man-made virus, then you can wake up the next month and find out that the earth has been revitalized by a spirit of the Lord that has swept across the nations. Just because it looks dark does not mean that the light has went out. God started this saying in darkness and he said, let there be light. And that light was not the moon and the stars and the sun. It was the glory of the Lord. So when you go back to Isaiah, the scripture begins to prophesy about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And it says... 
in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? That right in the middle of God releasing, hallelujah, his ministry in the earth, his purpose in the earth. The Bible said that it looked like the enemy had come in and cut it off, cut it short. I think of the verse where Paul speaks about, he said, I am here to fill up that which has been left behind by Christ. It wasn't that God had not released a complete work in the earth because at Calvary he makes the word and says it is finished but what Paul was saying is uh, Jesus started it but there are some things that we are going to complete this is why Jesus said the works that I do shall ye do also but greater works than these shall ye do we are stepping over into a greater works dimension now we are not just moving in healing and a good singing service or a good revelatory word, but we are stepping over into a dimension where greater works than these. What is that? That we are going to raise people from the dead spiritually. We are going to bring demons down to their knees to magnify the name of the Lord. I lose boldness in this house today in the name of Jesus. May God get down in your spirit and stir you till you say like the prophet, there's a fire shut up within my bones and I cannot be quiet because it is burning on the inside. We will not acquiesce to the darkness of this day. We will not change. We will not compromise. Said his judgment was taken away. It was cut short. Who shall declare his generation? And in that moment where God had displayed his greatest love to mankind was when God was rejected the most completely. And they took his son and they crucified him. They just didn't kill him. They didn't just hang him. There was so much venom. There was so much hatred in them for Christ, that Isaiah said his physical appearance was marred more than any man. He was unrecognizable. And when you look at it at that moment, even his disciples thought it was over. There was not one person who thought that in three days change was coming. Who shall declare his generation? But see, you cannot silence the voice of God. There are seasons where it looks like it's over, but underneath it there is a hovering and a brooding going on in the spirit. God is hovering and he is brooding. He spread his wings over you to keep the enemy from taking you out. He spread his wings over this nation. He spread his wings over your business, over your children, over your health, over this church. We are covered by the wings of the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Who shall declare his generation? 
You see, long before Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53 about this dark moment in Isaiah 11, he also prophesied that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. See, whenever God is addressing something that looks like it's negative to man, you can always go into the scriptures and find out. But there was a preceding word that gave the solution before God is ever prophesying the problem. In Isaiah 11, it is already declaring it doesn't matter that it looks like his judgment has been taken away and his generation has become silent. Isaiah said, but I see another day where the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. There is a tsunami wave. You know what causes a tsunami it's not the winds above the water. It's the tectonic plates that are underneath the ocean floor that the earth begins to shift and those plates will buckle. And when they buckle, they will begin to cause pressure to come up from the floor and it will come up through the ocean until it creates these mammoth supernatural waves that will hit the earth, hit the shoreline, and whatever it hits, it generally will overwhelm. I can promise you that I think it's, I forget which scripture, but he, the Lord said this. I think it's in Hebrews. He said once more. Not only am I going to shake the earth, but I'm going to shake the heavens. That there is a shifting, hallelujah, of spiritual tectonic plates. And what you're seeing right now, the, earth, the enemy's had its day. Now God's going to have his. Goliath got to shout for 40 days, and then David showed up for a few hours, and Goliath was dead. The church got hit in the upper room for 10 days, but then for the next few days, 5,000, 3,000 people got saved by the Holy Ghost. The darkness and the hatred that's going on in the spirit realm decries one thing. I see a greater move of God that is being released in the atmosphere upon the earth by the power of the Lord. In fact, hear me, says the Lord, some of you are going to begin to go home, and when you get home, your wayward child that you thought was lost is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost sitting in their living room, and when you come into your house, they're going to be saved, filled with the Spirit of God. It's a revolutionary day by the power of the Lord. God says, I need some men and women that will believe me for the possible, that you will believe me for the supernatural. When I come back to God says, will I find faith on the earth? If you go to Acts chapter 6, it says that there, were, there was an uprising in the church about the neglect of widows. And so the disciples got together, and they said, hey, you know, we've been called to preach, to move in the supernatural. 
And it's not right that we should have to spend all of our time trying to take care of widows and waiting on tables. So they said, let us, let's pick out seven men. And I love this. It says, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Wisdom. My wife and I were on a journey for wisdom. Now to the God of glory and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may he fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Why? So that you will know what the hope of heaven is. Did you know that God has a dream? He has a hope. I pray almost every day, Lord, reveal to me what your hope is for today. How can I advance your, your dreams, your glory? How can I advance your purpose in the earth? And so the Bible says that they got these seven men and they told him, now, you're not going to be, you know, moving like us. We're going to be out preaching and doing miracles, but uh, all we want you to do is just kind of take care of the, old, the elderly and the widows and, and make sure they have food to eat. That would lose a whole lot of people right there. You can never lead until you learn to follow. That's a biblical principle. Moses had to spend 40 years in the backside of a desert because God didn't need a prince. He needed a shepherd. And he was a prince in Egypt. God said, I don't need a prince. I need a shepherd. So he stuck him in the wilderness for 40 years, tending sheep, till he learned how to be a shepherd. And when he came out, he didn't come out as a king or a priest. He came out as a shepherd. Many of us, <clears throat> God has put in the backside of a desert in our lives because he is changing the office that we walk in. So then the scripture says about Stephen, it says he's full of the Holy Ghost. In fact... <clears throat> I think it would be good if I just read the verse to you on him. Because it says that after they picked in verse 6 of chapter 6 in Acts, it says they set them before the apostles. And then there are two things they did. It said they prayed and they laid hands on them. So here's Stephen sitting here in this chair. And you've got James... And you got Apostle Peter, you got the different disciples, and they're laying hands on this man that's full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, but he's willing to be a servant. And when they laid hands on him, because he submitted to them, what was in them got in him. Because we know the disciples were doing incredible miracles. Even though he was set to wait on tables, what got in him by the laying on of hands, it says this, and Stephen, full of faith and power, 
did great wonders and miracles among the people. There is not one mention in here about him waiting on tables. But there is mention that he has wisdom. He's full of the Holy Ghost. He is submitted. And he is now doing great wonders and miracles among people. I believe that the laying on of hands for the impartation of gifts is beginning to be released back into the house of the Lord. <clears throat> and this is something that's ongoing with, between me and God that he's talking to me about. <clears throat> but I can tell you this. Now, I got that one. Yeah, just give me that one. That there are some things that God is going to release to you and me, and it's going to come through the laying on of hands. I've been asking God to <clears throat> release to me the grace to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. And I think about so many of these different men and women down through time in the last, you know, the 40s and the 50s, and many of them will talk about that they met somebody else who already had, was operating in that grace whether it was John Dowdy to John G. Lake or it was Catherine Kuhlman to Benny Hinn or different ones, there was a transference. It's not the anointing. It's God gives you that grace. Anointing doesn't mean that you can operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. There has to be a grace that God releases out of heaven. And so I told the Lord, I said, I want what Benny Hinn had. So I said, if he has, if I can get that impartation, then set it up. I want the gift of finance and faith that Kenneth Copeland has. Hallelujah. And I can tell you something else. God's been dealing with me about because we don't like the path that certain people walk or we don't walk in the same belief system that they do, that we have the right to open our mouth and begin to speak against them. And God's begin to talk to me. He said, some of the things that you could walk in your life are denied because of what's coming out in your mouth against other ministries. And I want to tell you, we're going to have to be careful in this house. I'm preaching to me that we don't understand everything about everybody. And let God deal with it on judgment day. But the moment that we begin to self-appoint ourselves as judges of everybody, we get in trouble. I got enough problems dealing with Kent Christmas that in order, and that I don't have enough time to deal with everybody else. So there are gifts and graces. Stephen got the gifts of the miraculous by the laying on of hands. And when he got it by the laying on of hands, he began to operate in the supernatural by the power of God. Now the spirit of preach begins to come out of him. The Bible said he stood up and he began to preach the word of the Lord. And when he began to preach it, the scripture says that he preached with such wisdom and such clarity that those that listened to him could not resist it. God raise up articulate men and women in this hour that with the word of God can defend our faith. 
you know, I know people who call themselves Christians that, that oppose my stance on homosexuality. But there is, and it's interesting because everybody wants to use one book as their manual for how they believe. I'm a Christian. Well, the word says this. Well, you have to declare the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. The only reason I'm against it is because there are multiple scriptures in the Bible that say it's wrong. Same thing with adultery. You're going to go to hell just as fast for bitterness and unforgiveness as you are for those other sins. But the church, hallelujah, has selected certain pet sins that the world's in. We want to point out while we're full of religious spirits and unforgiveness and criticalness and all kinds of other things. And then we wonder why there's not a move of God in the house of the Lord. And with that, God begins to move. He begins to deal with Stephen and Stephen begins to preach. So the Lord uses the word to defend the doctrine. And the reason I'm going to this is because the scripture says that up until this point, there has never been a martyr in the early church. No one that, at least the scripture, does not list anybody who has died for the gospel of Jesus Christ up to this story with Stephen. He is preaching the word of the Lord with such clarity that the religious order of that day rises up against him full of hatred. And the Bible said they begin to bite him. They begin to gnash on him with their teeth. And they drug him out of the city. And they picked up stones. And they begin to throw stones. So now you're in this setting where this man of God who has operated in the supernatural, full of wisdom, full of power, full of the Holy Ghost, has a mandate of laying of hands on him. And it looks like the world has won. And as the rocks begin to hit him and he begins to bleed, something begins to happen in the spirit because the Bible said that in Ephesians, Jesus Christ sits on the right hand of the Father. And in Ephesians 5, it says we have been made to sit with him in heavenly places. So Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father when he went back to heaven. But that moment, when they begin to take this godly man, and it looked like they were going to shut him up, the Bible said that Jesus stood up. Hallelujah. How do we know? It's because what Stephen was doing, what it looked like it was over, it looked like defeat. The Bible said his life, his stance opened up heaven. And he said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that the heavens are being opened right now with all of the hatred against the word of the Lord and against Jesus Christ with all the stones that are being thrown. When it looks like righteousness going down for the last time in the midst of our righteousness, hallelujah, we are opening the heavens. And when you open the heavens, Jesus stands up.
Right now, I believe that Jesus Christ is standing up. When you get ready to leave where you've been, whether it's a meal or visiting, you can't leave unless you stand up. And Jesus, this same Jesus whom you've seen go away, shall so come again in like manner. When he stood up, it meant I'm getting ready to come back. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the miracles that right now are being performed to every individual under the sound of our voice in every nation. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for the supernatural healing that's being released in this building right now in the name of Jesus. Every disease, every sickness, every pain, every generational curse is being lifted in the name of the Lord. May the glory of God settle upon your body right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is an open heaven over this house in the name of the Lord. There is an open heaven right now. I'm telling you that Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. And where it looks like, it looks like it's defeat. It was in reality something supernatural. How do I know that? It's because what it looked like Stephen's life was cut short. When it looked like he was a failure, when it looked like he was dying, what heaven was saying, I needed Stephen to go out this way because Stephen is getting ready to birth a Paul in the atmosphere to the church. And when this young man named Saul saw this godly man begin to die, something got out hold of him. Think about this for a moment. Why would God need a Paul when he already had a Peter? He already had a John. He already had a James. Because he did not have anybody who understood the scriptures of the Old Testament like Paul. He did not have anybody who, once he got saved, would never turn his face away from the gospel and never deny Christ. He looked at Saul, and he realized, when I reveal myself to him, he will change the world with the revelation that I'm going to give him. I believe the day... Stephen was stoned that a young man stood at a distance holding the coats of those who were throwing the rocks and thought, I ain't never seen anybody die like this. Because the Bible said those that stood around him said his face glowed like an angel. There was something supernatural. In this darkness that we've been through prophetically in the earth, there is a Paul anointing that's coming out of it. Hallelujah. This man got a revelation of Jesus like no other human being has ever gotten. He has written things that even Peter said, some of it's hard to understand. 
He was a man who had boldness. The Bible said he rebuked Peter in front of the disciples for being two-faced. And he wrote things that are sustaining the church today. But could it be on Judgment Day when the rewards, rewards are handed out? And Paul is called forth that the Lord will say, Stephen, come stand beside him because you helped birth this man. Paul needed a Stephen. He needed an Ananias. And he needed a Barnabas. I'm telling you, get ready. God says there are going to be people begin to, that you're going to meet that are going to bring facets out of you that have never been released. I hear the Spirit saying that there are divine relationships and connections being released out of heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I, <clears throat> I see favor in the atmosphere, and this is something that God's been talking to me about. It's, the Bible said that Jesus <clears throat> increased in wisdom and with favor with God and with men. The problem is the church has had favor with God, but we've not had favor with men. And what we're walking into now is God is not just releasing favor on us. He's going to cause us to have favor with men. This is why this church is going to be paid for, because I'm telling you that there are men under the sound of my voice that God is going to give us favor with, that they're going to, I'm going to hold up checks, says the Lord, for a million dollars that people will write to help pay the bill off of this house, saith the Lord. I know I'm stretching you, but I'm telling you that God says, I'm getting ready to get you out of Egypt. I'm going to get that slave mentality out of you. I'm going to get that and a hunger out of you and I'm going to put you smack dab in the middle of Canaan and the manna's going to cease and I'm going to release the corn, the milk and the honey under you by the spirit of the Lord. Now, favor, favor, favor. May God give you favor with your boss. May God give you favor with men and women that you have never yet met in the power of the Holy Ghost. May God lose favor. I break this poverty mentality this spirit of unbelief off of you. Hallelujah. God made you in his image and in his likeness, and you need to get a hold of that and step out in the spirit of the Lord. All right, I want to shift to Elijah. I think that we would all, if you know anything about Scripture, the greatest opposition that we are dealing with in the spirit realm in the earth is a Jezebel spirit. A Jezebel spirit will disguise itself, and it will manipulate its policies by marrying an Ahab. 
and it likes to stay behind the scenes, but it manipulates people who think they're in power, but they're really a servant to a demonic spirit that is mandating the policies from a dark room. So God brings a famine to Israel, and Elijah makes the prophecy, he says, there will be no rain in the earth for three years. And then God sustains him. In that setting, there is a death sentence by Jezebel that is released in the earth against prophets. Because Obadiah, who was in the house of Ahab, told Elijah, he said, do you not know that Jezebel has killed the prophets, but I have sustained a hundred by putting 50 at a, at, a, at a moment in a cave by 50s, and I have sustained them with bread and water. So there was a season where Jezebel ruled the atmosphere, and she did it through Ahab. Ahab was a Jew. <clears throat> Jezebel was a demonic heathen. She didn't have Jewish blood in her. She was the daughter of a heathenistic king. And you can never marry polar opposite paradigms. <clears throat> and so in this atmosphere, the prophetic, the prophets are being killed. In the first Kings, Eighteen. Verse 1, it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, <clears throat> and I will send rain upon the earth. Now, remember, Obadiah said this about Elijah, because Elijah said, Go find Ahab and tell him that I want to meet with him. And Obadiah said, why would you do this to me? Because as soon as I tell Ahab that you're here and he shows up, the Spirit of the Lord will carry you somewhere and Ahab will kill me. He said, because there is not a place in the earth that Ahab and Jezebel have not looked for you to kill you. When God wants to keep you alive, the devil cannot kill you. <clears throat> And now the Lord says there is a shift in the atmosphere. He said, the famine is coming to an end. I'm going to release rain in the earth. But he said, I need you to reveal yourself to Ahab and to Jezebel. The reason that God begin to put emphasis and spotlight the prophet in the nations in this hour is because the Lord says, I cannot send rain 
until an Elijah anointing is released to confront a Jezebel spirit. The only reason, says the Lord, that the enemy has caused his agenda to be uh, pushed forward and successful is because God has kept a prophet and Elijah anointing hid. And then all of a sudden, we are in an hour where God is raising up an Elijah anointing to deal with a Jezebel spirit that rules over every single nation in the earth, not just the United States, whether it's Iron Curtain or the flag of the free in America. Hell hates the church. And the only thing that starts an end time move of the Lord is there has to be a release of Elijah that says, thus saith the Lord, there's change coming in the atmosphere. Can I tell you that God is up to something? I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. You say, but the skies are not dark. There's no rain. It doesn't matter when God says, I'm going to release. He said, I will reveal my hand to you. And the hand the size of a cloud, of a man's hand, declared that rain was coming. I prophesy over the earth today day that there is a latter rain, saith the Lord, that's getting ready to be released in the atmosphere because thus saith the Lord, when Elijah is released, you cannot kill Elijah. You cannot kill Elijah. So here's the issue. Sometimes when it looks like God has used a movement or individuals to begin to really do something spiritually significant in the earth. And when they pass or that season's gone, you think it's over. But there is an impartation. With Stephen, he carried on the ministry of the disciples because of the impartation. Elijah, he comes on the scene when the Bible said that Israel did not know who God was. And idolatry was loose in the atmosphere. Israel's burning their children to the god Molech and, and all kinds of stuff. It takes Elijah to open the heavens. But that spirit will intimidate. And right now, there is a spirit of Jezebel in the earth that's trying to make God's people hide in a cave. And even after the great victory that Elijah had on Mount Carmel, the Bible said when Jezebel put the death warrant out on him, he ran for his life, and he's hiding in a cave and God says to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah says, because I'm the only one left. And the Lord said, not so fast. I have reserved unto myself 7,000, which is God's complete number, that never did bow their knee to Baal, or kiss him in Israel. 
I think that there is a 7,000 company of people that God is raising up right now in the atmosphere. Thank God for Elijah. But I can tell you this. He said, you need to get out of here. He gave him a meal that the Bible said he, it lasted for 40 days in it. And he said, I got things for you to do. He said, you need to anoint Hazel king over Syria. You need to anoint Jehu over Israel. And he said, you need to put your mantle, a transference on Elisha. There is <clears throat> a anointing and gifts from the past that God is beginning to release prophetically in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And it was uh, in Romans, Paul says this. He said, there remaineth yet today a remnant. There is a remnant of the anointing from the past that is being released on a congregation on the earth. I know this. I stake my life on it. Hallelujah. God says church as we know it is getting ready to change. Hallelujah. I see a day coming where we won't have children's church per se. And if we do have services for the children, God said it won't be entertainment and it won't be playgrounds. But he said they'll be prophesying and being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I see where our children, hallelujah, are going to be standing alongside of us in the services with their hands raised, four and five years old, being filled with the Holy Ghost and singing the song of the Lord. I see seven and eight-year-old boys saith God that I'm going to put the mantle of the prophetic on. And they out of the mouth of babes and suckling, says the Lord, I will release praise in the house of the Lord. I break every generation curse. I break the spirit of unbelief in this house. It's like there's been a dome, saith the Lord, over the house of God. And I can see spider cracks beginning to happen in the name of Jesus. And God said this dome that the enemy put on us is going to collapse. And he says when it does, heaven is going to be open in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I release the power of the Holy Ghost, I prophesy to you signs, wonders, and miracles, and grace in the name of Jesus. I declare, hallelujah, that the favor of God is being released in the name of the Lord. You say, what's going on? It looks dark. It doesn't matter how dark it looks. There is already a shift in the atmosphere. Can I tell you, the devil has already been defeated by the power of God. This is a new day. A new hour. There is a shout. God said, I'm trying to release out of you a shout of victory out of your spirit. Listen, once something's been released in the earth by God, it has to fulfill its purpose. Hell has always come after the righteous. One of the greatest examples in the scripture 
is when Cain killed righteous Abel. Why did Cain kill him? Because in Acts, I believe it is, it says, Abel was a prophet. He was the first prophet in the earth. He was the first man to hold the office of the prophet. And the Bible said the enemy killed him. He thought he had him shut up. Same thing with Stephen. Too late. You can kill me if you want. I've already released a Paul in the atmosphere. Same thing with Abel. Too late because Jesus said his blood is still speaking in this hour. What does that mean? It means the blood, the voice of the first prophet that Jezebel took out is still prophesying in the atmosphere. Can you imagine what Abel is declaring over us right now in the name of Jesus that he's gone but his blood? You can't kill blood. Why? Life is in the blood. That's why, hallelujah, we're made overcomers, Pastor Harry said. How? By the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. How are we going to going to win by the blood of the lamb is it are we going to get little again are we going to dissipate is this a fat absolutely not this is just the nucleus of what god is up to in the atmosphere you can't kill us we got birthed by the holy ghost you can kill resting place but regeneration nashville is alive and well by the spirit of the lord i lose hope in you i lose a declarative spirit in you and loose out of your belly shall begin to flow rivers of living water. May God so change you by the Holy Ghost that you are forever altered under the anointing of the Lord. May anointing, 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 anointing begin to break every yoke. May the Spirit of God envelop you. You are standing right now in a resurrection moment what the enemy thought they killed is still declaring hallelujah 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 Sunday yesterday in prayer meeting I thought well we're in our own building we don't have to be out any certain time I said God let the glory fall in this place so strong that at 5 o'clock in the evening we're still here and we don't even we've lost track of time may there be such a release hallelujah God may your glory may your glory catch us away into the spirit oh Lord so catch us away in the spirit hallelujah what I'm trying to release to you you cannot look at how dark it looks because in the darkness is when there's something released. It is in the womb that is dark that the seed begins to bring and germinate in the spirit of the Lord. And I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost that there is a blossoming. Seed cannot be killed. It is only released from its confinement, its purpose. What God is doing in this hour 
is the Lord, hallelujah, has begun to release things on you in the spirit of the Lord. And your purpose is being released in the anointing of God. Sunday, hallelujah. I, I can't even get under a burden praying about the $12 million that we need for our building. I just, I feel like it's already taken care of. I go to prayer and God says, don't even worry about that. That's already done because the Lord wants us to be focused on something different in the Holy Ghost. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Set your thing. Set your mind on things eternal. May God deliver you from your upbringing. May God deliver you from your religious traditions. May God deliver you from your false doctrines. May God deliver you from every restraint that has kept you from walking in the fullness of the Lord. May the glory and the majesty of God begin to be released on you. May you begin to be changed by the power of the Lord. May the hammer of the word of God break the confinements off of you. May the purpose of God begin to germinate out of your spirit. May Christ who is the living water begin to come out of your belly like a river of living water. May you be drink to the thirst and bread to the hungry. May the power and the favor of God so envelop you that you are radically changed and transformed by the Spirit of the Lord. Stand with me. I want you to remember this when you go home. The devil cannot kill what's already loose in the atmosphere. And God had to have Elijah revealed to Jezebel before he could pronounce judgment on Jezebel. We are in the season now where we're getting ready to see the fire fall from heaven. And this nation who used to know God and does not know God will begin to say, the Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slip your hands up. Are you willing for God to so change the way you live? Radically transform you. He might change your occupation. He might change the gift. He might change where you live. Because the Lord has created you for this hour. You're the 7,000. And while in America it's looked dark, God said, there remaineth therefore a remnant. I got me a company of men and women that never bowed down, never gave in. Here's what I'm going to do. If you're willing to tell God, today, I'm laying down my ambitions, my goals, everything I'm doing, and I'm giving you complete control because I'm going to trust you. For God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask her thing and all things work together for good 
God has your best interest at heart. But you have to say yes. And God is knocking right now. This is not about salvation, but I'm telling you that God is going to begin to take many of you to another level. If you can truthfully say to the Lord, I'm letting go of what I've had my hand on, and I'm, I'm giving it to you, and you use me however you want. Take me through wherever you need. Take me through. If you can say that, I want you to quickly come stand in this altar. We are the remnant. Hallelujah. I would normally ask for my prayer partners, but this is a personal thing. I hear God saying that there are some of you that have, you feel like you're hitting your head against a cement wall and it, you can't get it to work. And the Lord says, I need you to put it in my hands now and let it go and tell God whatever you want. And God said, now watch me. I will do in a moment what you've not been able to do for the last few months. Hallelujah. Lord, over the nations that are watching right now. Hallelujah. Over the nations, God. God, I speak encouragement. Lord Jesus, to the continents. God, to the 7,000, hallelujah, that are around the world that did not bow their knee to Baal. Lord says that I'm getting ready to release unprecedented glory to this house. But God said, I'm going to sweep through this house and I'm going to remove those that I have talked to you about sin and habits and you said no and would not change. And God said, I'm going to remove you from this house because I see what you do in the darkness. I hear what comes out of your mouth. The Lord says, <clears throat> when I remove them, it won't even hardly be noticeable because I will begin to quickly replace them with those who are hungry for the Spirit of God. Praise God. Gloria Sante. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, <clears throat> what moves God is the cry of the lost. The fatherless, the abused, the poor, the brokenhearted, and the captives. God says, will you partner with me? Ah, Bobo, Sunday. I want you to raise your hands. God, I'm asking you to fill us now. Fill me and my wife as the leaders of this church. Feel God, your precious saints, and the leaders in this church. God, from this day on, hallelujah, give us night encounters. Wake us up in the middle of the night. Give us dreams and visions. 
keep us balanced, Lord. Keep us full of love. But keep us strong in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you now to begin to release your prayer language. That's it. Come on, lift the voice up in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Enter in. Come on, enter in. Here in Tennessee, right here in Hendersonville, she's looking within the next within the next month to have heart surgery, but also she has thyroid tumors, and she's believing for a miracle. Her name is Erica. Amen. Nothing too hard for God. We're going to declare that when she goes in, they'll say there's no need for surgery, and that God is going to make these tumors dissolve today. We might as well get used to this is how we're going to, this is what's going to be normal in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Erica, in the name of the Lord, I speak to the tumors. Lord, dissolve them. The anointing of the Lord, Lord, would dissolve these tumors in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak now, God, to her heart that, Lord, there is no heart surgery needed. The doctors are going to say, we don't understand it. We, it's a completely normal, healthy heart of a young woman. And Lord, I thank you that today it's done according to the word of the Lord. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God, we capture, hallelujah, out of an open heaven. We hold to the divine healing to her body in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise God. Um, I want to pray for, for Cody and for Steve Huffman. Y'all just come up here so I can lay hands on you. Amen. When you leave here today, I want you to know this. You're leaving with favor. Amen. We do not accept the restrictions of the enemy. Come here, Cody. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Son, I've raised you up, says the Lord, as a channel and a conduit. And I've withheld to some degree what I've already said is yours because I've been doing a work in you. For I'm delivering you from the past, says the Lord, because I'm going to cause you to walk in a new dimension. And the restrictions that men have put on you, the disappointment, says the Lord, but I did not disappoint. I did not restrict you. I put favor on you, says the Lord. And so now this day, hallelujah, as you have walked with me, even yesterday as I saw you, I decided that there was change. And now, Lord, I declare favor over his business and every hindrance, every demon spirit that has said no, said no. Even national favor, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Abundance, abundance, abundance. And even over, I give you wisdom, says God, that the harassing spirits that have tried to stop even your ability to build my house here in this city, all of a sudden, says the Lord, I'm changing it. You're going to begin to hear yes, 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 instead of no, no, no. But, oh, I've done it because you've always been strong. You've always thought, I can do this. I can make this happen. But God said, not this time. It's going to have nothing to do with you. It's not by your might or your connections or your power. But this is by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, say it, God, I begin to release. You are a rebar in this house, says God. And the enemy has harassed you because he's tried to separate you. And in your isolation, the enemy has gotten in and said it's not going to happen. But, oh, son, the favor, the favor as the enemy, I'm going to cause to begin to run. And I'm going to give you that which you did not even ask for. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give you free time. I'm going to cause men to do your work for you. And you're going to stand and say, oh, look what the Lord has done. Now over this house, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessing, 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 blessing. Favor, favor, favor. Every curse is broken. Every harassing spirit is bound in the name of the Lord. And the anointing of God breaks every yoke in Jesus' name.
let's just love on the Lord a little bit. Father, we just love you so much. Lord, we say yes and amen. God, as Mary said, come on, church. As Mary said, be it unto us according to your will. Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done to this house in this generation, oh God. Lord, we are so grateful, Lord, that you have brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And Lord, we say, let it be done in me. Let it be done in us, oh God. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, oh God. Lord, I pray the blessing of the Lord upon your people. Lord, witty inventions. God, divine revelation. The spirit of wisdom released in this room. God, and to all of our members around the world. And Father, we say yes and amen. Why don't somebody just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Lord. Oh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I love you so much. God bless you. We'll be right here next Sunday. Have a great week. God bless you.